We'd like to say good morning, everyone, and we'd like to say good morning to our online community. Amen. We just thank and praise God for your listening in, and we ask them right now that the, the local House of Destiny, let's give them a hand clap of praise, amen, for being faithful enough to listen online to the Word of God. And so we are truly excited about what God is doing. And, uh, today we're looking for a mighty word from the Lord, amen. Amen. And what we're going to do is we're going to pull on the speaker today. Let's pull on the apostle to make sure that we get every bit out of him. Amen. That God has placed in him. Amen. So one more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise for the word barrier today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as the song said, enter into our darkness where we hide. Shine the light of Christ on us, Father God. And that which I see and that which we see, let us display it to one another to make us better as a family of you, Father. Father, we want to thank you for this wonderful and beautiful day that you have given us. And in Jesus' mighty name, we say thanks for giving us one more chance to serve you and worship you, Father. Father, we pray for those throughout this nation and throughout the world, Father God. We pray for those locally that for some reason they've fallen off and just don't seem to be as interested in you. But Father God, I ask not that you hold that against any of us, Father, but that you will just help us to see the need to come back into the fold and be a family with you. In Jesus' mighty name, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let it say once again, amen for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Our message today is entitled, Little Shot to a Big Shot. Little Shot to a Big Shot. One thing about it is, is that a little shot is simply the continuation, or a big shot is simply the continuation of a little shot. It's just a little shot that kept going and refused to stop. Even though there's the gravitational pull that's trying to stop it, just like us, we have to learn to endure and continue until the end so that we too might be saved. As Jesus was said, Jesus told us that you have been faithful over a few things. Now come on up and I'll make you ruler over many. Sounds like from a little shot to a big shot. Before I get into the word today, I want to give thanks to a couple of people. I want to thank Deacon um, uh, Glenn Wade. I want to thank him for his always being there, reaching out, and taking the time. You know, when Jesus, no matter how busy his schedule was, thank you, no matter how busy his schedule was, he always would take time to lay down his agenda, not forsake his agenda, but to lay it aside momentarily, 
to help those that was crying out to him. You'll find that in many places in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, you'll find it with the woman at the well. You'll find it that with the woman who was caught in adultery. You'll find it with the woman that had an issue of blood. You'll find it with blind bar maidens. You will find it with the man with the withered hand. You will even find it with the man that cried out with the demon in him in the sanctuary. Been there the whole time. But until the real thing stepped in, he was quiet because he was comfortable. But when the real thing came, then the enemy that was in him displayed itself. And he didn't like what Jesus had to offer. Amen? A little shot to a big shot. Let me talk to you a minute about how this thing works before I get into the text. And I'm going to equate a seed in the ground to the seed of God that he has placed inside of us. And you're going to see that they equate to one another. Jesus said that if a seed doesn't fall to the ground, it abides alone. But he said, if it falls to the ground, it'll bring forth and die. It'll bring forth much fruit. Amen? So we've got to do some dying to ourselves in order for the seed that God has placed in us to come forth and grow. Now, when you plant a seed in the ground, the first thing that happens is, is that the ingredients in that ground, it humbles that hard seed. In other words, it softens it because that seed goes under attack. And when something goes under attack, things begin to happen. It, eventually it wears it down, correct? So that seed, what it does is when you plant it in that ground, it has to fight against that which is fighting against it. But without the aggressive fight that that seed has to go through while it's in that ground, it will never germinate, right? And then after it germinates, and then you begin to see that little plant coming up, then it's got to deal with the elements that are outside, like the cold, the heat, the rain, the storm. See, all of that causes it to grow and be strong. Amen? It's the same way with us. When God plants his seed in us, into this ground that we're made out of, the dust of this ground, what God does is, is that God allows this dust of the ground to attack the seed that he has placed in us. Amen? It goes under attack. Why? Because that's what's going to cause it to germinate just like the same thing when you plant a seed in the ground. It comes under attack. And then it begins to germinate and it begins to grow. Before I get into the text, I'm just laying the foundation so that you can understand what this Bible is talking about when the Apostle Paul begins to speak about the dichotomy between the spirit and the flesh. When we talk about the flesh, we're not talking about this. We're talking about the spirit of the flesh. It's talking about a spirit. And that spirit 
is a spirit that is designed and conducive for this world, material things. So when we look at the word of God and we see David, we see in 2 Samuel 7 verses 8. We'll start there. From a big shot to a little shot. Amen. I want you to look at the word with me. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8. And it's probably up there on the monitor. It says, now. And now means exactly right now. Therefore shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep cock which is the fold, from following the sheep, he's a little shot, to be ruler over my people, over Israel, he became a big shot. Amen? From a little shot, God takes. Now, David is the soul that is beloved of God because the word David means beloved of God. And when God saves us, we become his beloved. Amen? And God, according to the Bible, tells us that he has made us what? Kings and priests. Amen? All right. Now, David, just like us, God picks us. And he causes us, and he causes us to grow in him, and he causes us to reign with him. We become Kings, kings rule over things. The Bible says, know ye not that you should judge the world and you should also judge angels? So we're more than what we are or what we see in this physical body. We're much more than what we're displaying. It's much more in here. But it has to be unlocked. And the only way that it can be unlocked is through the aggressiveness of the things that we go through in this life. Now, in this life right now, in this nation, in our homes, in the world, people are going through things that they've never been challenged with before. And a lot of people don't know how to adjust to these things. Amen? But that's why it's so important that we get into the word and we understand what the word is saying because it's only through the word that we will ever understand what God is doing. Look at verse 10 in that same chapter, 2 Samuel 7, verses 10. He says, Moreover, not only will I put you as a ruler over my people, over Israel, but moreover, I will appoint a place for my people of Israel. See, we're Israel. Uh, 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 somebody ought to be glad of House of Destiny because one thing I know for sure, we give the real word here. And we give understanding here. And we give love here. And we don't play no games here. You know what I'm saying? We, don't, we, we just don't do that, you know. You see, our, our lives, our souls are at stake with this thing. And the enemy is trying to kill all of us. Not just one of us. The enemy is trying to take all of us out. Amen? Amen. 
And if we're not careful, we will be so easily tricked to get off of our road that we're traveling with God. And the next thing you know, we'll find ourselves in a situation where we've been stranded by our own self because we took our eyes, like Peter, off Jesus. Amen? Are you with me? So he said, now, moreover, I'm going to appoint you a place, a place where you can dwell together as a family of God. I thank God for House of Death. I don't know about nobody else. But I thank God for House of Destiny because I've been to all kinds of churches. And that's all it was. But here we're trying to become the church. That's what this thing is all about. So he said, now, moreover, I will uh, appoint a place for my people, Israel, and will plant them. Mm Mm-hmm. And they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Y'all ever seen people just jump around everywhere? They call them church hoppers. They just everywhere like a grasshopper. You know, they can't sit down. And they never listen to God as to because God is the one that does the planting. The Bible says that every plant that's not planted by my father, he's going to root it up. But a lot of us sometimes root ourselves up from the soil that God has planted us in. Amen? And God has a problem with that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I told you this before. I would have a problem, and you would too, if you planted something in your front yard, and then you got up in the morning, and it had replanted itself in the backyard. You'd have a problem with that, wouldn't you? Well, God has a problem with us when he plants us somewhere and then we on our own because we might not like what we heard or we might not understand what we heard and don't have the validity to come and ask what's going on and get some understanding like any sensible person would do. And the next thing you know, we're offended. But the Bible says that we get offended because of the word. That's what, if you're offended on anything, you're offended because the word hits you. Amen? Amen. So, so you got to take that up with God. So it says now, and neither shall the children of the wickedness afflict them anymore as before time. You ever been in a church where you, they just afflicted you? They just did you bad? They really done you bad. And all you was doing was trying to get some help through the word of God. But they didn't see that. They didn't see that because you didn't have the right status that they thought you should have. You see. They didn't treat you right because you didn't have the right amount of money to give them. You understand what I'm saying. So, so, so you would never looked upon. I want to thank, while it's on my mind, I want to also thank Sister Elizabeth for being loyal and being there in the time of need. See, because it takes a family to take care of a family. Me and Brenda can't do all this. That's why we've got officers and that's why we've got people in, in, in position to help us. And let me tell you something. 
you don't have to be in a position because God has already put you in a position, and that position is this, to reach out. You see, the worst thing in the world is to not realize that it's more blessed to give than to receive. The best thing that an individual can do is not be so caught up in their agenda and be there for somebody else to reach out to them. That's the best feeling in the world. That's when you feel the true and living God. When you come outside of what you want and what you do. Because your plan might be this over here. But are you man or woman enough to say, okay, I know I want to do this, but I need to do this for somebody. Amen? So check yourself on that, you know. Because we got a lot of, we got some selfishness in here that we've got to get rid of. Amen? Amen. We got some selfishness in here because as this church grows, more and more people are going to be called upon to do things. You understand? So you might as well get ready for that and stop being so doggone selfish. Stop being so selfish. Because that's not a good way to be. And God is not pleased with selfish people. God is not pleased with that. He's not pleased at all with that. Let's go to Job 8, verse 7. Let's deal some more with this big shot. Job, verse 8, chapter 8, verse 7. Amen? Over there. Look what it said. Though thy beginning was what? Small. Little shot. Watch what God says. Yet thy latter end shall do what? Somebody say big shot. From a little shot to a big shot. See, this is God's word. This is not my word. This is God's word. This is God's promise. Now look at Zechariah 4.10. Put it up there for me, son. Because it's going to back this statement. Can you put Zechariah 4.10 up there for me? For who hath, watch this, for who hath despised the day of small things? Little shot. Have you ever despised the fact that you feel you're not where you ought to be? Why don't you just take where you are and just keep going with it? Because a big shot ain't nothing but the continuation of a little shot. He said, now, don't despise the day of small things. Because everything has to start from a seed. Amen? Just like a mustard seed is very small. Pinch size of the pinhead. But when that thing grows, it's big. Jesus talked about it. And what it does, it not only feeds the birds, but it gives them places to nest in and everything else. But also, it gives us oxygen. Because it breathes out oxygen and breathes in the carbon dioxide that can kill us. It says now, for who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice. Mm-hmm. And watch this. And shall see. Now this is God's promise. If you don't despise the small things that God has given you. Watch what he said. If you rejoice in it, you will be able to see the plummet. Mm-hmm. The plummet that's in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. 
They are the eyes of the law which run to and fro through the whole earth. So what God is saying here, that if you grasp a hold to the small things that God has given you, if you just do that, he says that they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet. The plummet is the true state of man as God sees him. You understand what I'm saying? See, if you can rejoice in the small you, If you just rejoice in that. God say, I'll show you how I see you. But if you despise where I have you now, then you're going to stop yourself from getting where I want you to be. See, it's a difference from where we see ourselves and where God has us. But you got to believe that. Because this is a faith walk that we're dealing with. This is not something that, you know, we just read in a book. No, no, no. This is the living word of God. And we don't realize just how real it is until we get some experience through the attacks in life and through the sufferings in life. Then we begin to see. He said, now, if you rejoice, you'll begin to see the state as I of you. As I see you, the plummet is the true state of man as God sees him, not as you see yourself. And you'll see it in the hand of Zerubbabel because Zerubbabel means to be sown in Babylon. Now, Babylon means confusion. Now, what he is saying is is that once God shows us our state of confusion, he saves us, correctly? Once he saves us, he begins to show us how he sees us. And now the plummet, that insight is placed in your hand. Oh, Zerubbabel, the one that is sown his confusion, has now become king of Israel. Amen? So, it says now, the plummet is in the hand of Zerubbabel. In other words, it's in your hands now to see how God sees you. It's in my hand now to see how God sees me. But there's always this thing trying to keep us from seeing who we really are in God. Everybody is challenged by this. No matter what kind of smile they have on their face, no matter what they may have materialistically, it makes no difference. Everybody is challenged in this house. Did you know that it's something money can't keep you from? Money can't keep you from the things of life. Uh-uh. uh-uh. It's set up. Everybody go through. No matter how much. And sometimes the money compounds the situation. You ever been there? Because it opens up doors. My granddaddy used to say when they asked him, how you doing? He used to say, wanting, 
He said, what you thinking about? He said, I'm not thinking about nothing because if I get to thinking, I get to wanting. And that's exactly what happened. He said, well, how you doing? He said, without. So we got to learn how not to overthink the thing. We also got to learn how to do without some things. Amen. And when you're in love with something, it's hard to do without it, ain't it? See, anytime you're in love with something like sin, uh-huh, and then you got to cut it off, well, that's a love affair. And it hurts to cut it off. And it takes time to cut it off. And you bleed and you suffer when you got to cut it off. Am I making myself clear up here? So, 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 so the word of God, it goes on and it says, now, not only am I going to show you the state of man as I see you, I'm going to show you how I see you. But I'm going to also put them seven eyes. I'm going to also put them seven eyes in your hand, too, which is your power, your ability to see. All right. I don't have that up there on the scripture, but I want y'all to have y'all Bible or somewhere. I want you to go to Isaiah. I'm going to show you these seven eyes. They also rested on Jesus. Go to Isaiah, the 11th chapter. It's not up there right now. It's not up there, so don't. it probably won't be up there, but it's in your Bible, okay? And I'm going to eat Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2. Are you with me? You can tell me when you get there. I'm reading this to you. These are them seven eyes. Isaiah. Book of Isaiah. Chapter 11. Verses 2. Watch this. This is Jesus. Alright, I'm going to read verse 1 too. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. He's talking about Jesus Christ. And a branch... That's Jesus, shall grow out of his roots. Okay. The skin that came out of Jesse is David, which is the beloved of God. Now, and out of that shall grow a branch, which is Jesus. See, that's capital B there. It shall grow out of his roots. That's why the, uh, uh, Jesus is sometimes called and known as the son of David. Amen? Because he grew out of the loin. This is a spiritual text. This ain't got nothing to do with a, a man. This is all spirit here. You see? This is what God is talking about. And then he says, and when Jesus comes, look here. He says, and the, these are those seven eyes that in the hand of Zerubbabel. And the spirit of the Lord, that's one spirit, shall rest upon him. That's one of the eyes. And the spirit of wisdom, that's the second eye. And the spirit of understanding, that's the third eye. And the spirit of counsel, that's the fourth eye. And the spirit of might, that's the fifth one. And the spirit of knowledge, that's the sixth one. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord is the seventh one. Those are the seven eyes. They are known as the Elohims. When God said, let us. He didn't say let him. When God said let us make man, he was talking about the Elohim, 
when you read the Bible in the original text, it was Elohim that said. Elohim, the seven spirits. He said, let us do it. Let the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of counsel, spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and there's one more, the spirit of counsel. Let this make man. And inside of us, we hold these seven eyes, these seven spirits, when the light of God shines upon us. Are you with me? All right. We can move on. Now, now remember now, in the midst of all of this, there's a whole lot going on. Amen? In the midst of this. Because there's a lot of affliction involved in it. And there's a whole lot of other stuff involved in it too. Amen? Now watch this. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8, verses 3, verses 1, 3, and 18. Romans 8. Mm -hmm. Over there. Romans 8, 1. Watch this. There is, therefore, somebody say now. No condemnation. To them which are what? In Christ. Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen? Hold up. Now, you hear religious folk all the time. Well, all you got to do is walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. There's more to this than just walking in the spirit. You might take three steps walking in the spirit before you bust your head. You see, so what they'll do is they'll read that without understanding. Next thing you know, they'll have you under the law, trying to live something you can't even live. Now you're feeling guilty. Now you want to give up because some cuckoo done told you you don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be doing that. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing, Miss So Righteous, Mister So Righteous, Mister So Pious? What are you doing? You see, if we would only look at ourselves and stop looking at other people and trying to tell other people what they need to be doing, we need to be telling ourselves, maybe I just need to just shut up and leave them folk alone and let God work it out because God's the one that saved them. God said, you, you know, you come through the door as you are and then let God's word do the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? Let God do it. Because the same thing he's doing for one, he, and the same thing he's trying to do for the individual or us, the one that's running their mouth, he's trying to do it for all of us. Amen? Amen? So we're all in the pot, boiling together, being refined together. Amen? Amen? And it would be stupid for me to look over there. I'm in the pot, and I'm looking over there at the other thing that's in the pot, talking about, you know, you need to get up out of there because it's hot in there. Well, you're in there too. So what are you doing to keep you in the refiner? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. 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 People out here now suffering, going through all kinds of stuff. This old crazy coronavirus out there, this old crazy uh, government we got going on out here, 
everything is crazy. And you'll be crazy with it if you get caught up in it. You'll be crazy with it. That's why he said, go inside your house, shut the door until this thing, indignation overpass, till it, till it leaves. Because if you get caught up in this thing, man, it'll run you crazy too. You'll be crazier than a bat. Verse 3, Romans 8, verse 3. Is it 8? All right. He said, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Didn't I just tell you? You'll probably take two or three steps and you'll weaken out. That law will tear you up. And self-righteous folk, that's all they're going to put on you is the law. Because they don't know nothing else. All they know is the do's and the don'ts. And you can't do the do's and the don'ts. Because if we could do the do's and the don'ts, we'd do the Ten Commandments. That ain't the ten. (laughs) We can't even do that. Huh? Did you know them ten covers your whole life? Ain't nobody good enough to do it. Verse 3 said, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son. Mm-hmm. That son word there means builder of God. In the likeness of sinful flesh he sent it. For sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. You see what he did? What he did was he put a partition up so that sin wouldn't be able to destroy what he had placed in you, in your soul. Amen? It didn't mean that you wasn't going to sin. The devil is a stinking liar. Everyone does sin every day. Every day. If that was the case, we'd all be walking around here in white robes. So when he say walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit, that means that what Paul was saying, and I'll get to that in a minute, but I'm going to go ahead and shoot this out. Paul said, so with my mind, I serve the inward man, which is the law of Christ, grace. But in my members, I serve the law of sin. That's what he said, right? Now, this is Paul. And Paul is going through the same thing that you and I are going through. Sin challenging him. Every day. Every day. Verse 18. Look what he says. Over there. He says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. From a little shot to a big shot. Watch 1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9 tells us that, but as it is written, remember, now, the glory that we are to come, it, the, 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 the suffering that we're involved with right now can't be compared with the glory that we're going to come. Watch this. That's going to come. But as it is written, I have not seen. See, our eyes have not seen. 
our ears have not heard. Neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him from a big shot or from a little shot to a big shot. See, we can't even comprehend. See, we are down here suffering. And Paul said, I reckon in Romans 8, 18, he said, now, I reckon that the suffering of this present time cannot be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Well, 2 Corinthians, Paul speaking again, he goes on and he elaborates on that. He says, now, your eyes ain't seen and mine haven't either. Our ears haven't heard. Our hearts haven't even received what God has in store for us. But then he goes on and he says, but the Spirit of the Lord has revealed it. Because the Spirit of the Lord searches, yeah, even the deep things of God. So as that tree, we're a tree, as it grows, it gets stronger, right? It produces more, right? It takes more for it to produce, right? But now it's gone. See, there's a level that we can get in this, that we can just break free of the gravity pull of this earth. If we can just break free of the money and the desire for money, because those that desire to be rich, they pierce themselves through with many sorrows, you see. So if, if, if we could just cut off the lust, if we could just cut off all the sin and the things that we're falling in love with, if we could just have God and allow God to help us to leave it alone, he would reveal more to us about what our eyes haven't seen and what our ears haven't heard and what hasn't been placed or what God has placed in our heart. You see, we will be able to see more of that. And as we see more, we feel better about what we're involved in and by feeling better in what we're involved in, it makes us want to do more and grow more, right? Well, the reason that a tree grows more and more and more till it reaches its fullest extent is because it desires to get a little bit bigger. Do you desire to get a little bit bigger? In the Lord. Not in the world. Because the bigger you get, listen to me, church, the bigger you get, the more humbler you need to be. Because the Bible says that if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, He will lift you up. So when God starts doing things in your life, you got to understand two things going to happen. You're going to catch more hell. Can I get a witness? Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to humble yourself more. You're going to have to humble yourself more. Those two things you're going to have to do. All right. Now, closing up this thing, David, he was anointed three times. Samuel anointed him one. Samuel anointed him again, just king over Judah. And then he was anointed king over all Israel. Three is the number of the resurrection. When God uh, resurrects us,
to that level, God makes us kings and priests. He makes us rulers, right? But you can't be a ruler until you learn what a ruler has to go through. That goes back to what I was telling you just a minute ago, that we, a lot of us in here are going to have to learn how to cut our selfishness loose and start doing something for somebody else. Because everybody ain't in here. Most of the people in here ain't, ain't there yet. Most of the people in here ain't there yet. Because me and Brenda, we, we, we can't call on but about, about, about four of y'all to depend on. You know? The rest of you tell a lie. Yeah, I'll do it, and then you won't. Yeah, I'm going to be the church. Cause we need you here. Where they at? Liars. That's another thing we got to quit doing, telling lies. Because lies will get all of us put in hell, according to Revelation. Because all liars go to hell with adulterers, murderers, and that include homosexuals, and active ones, and, and, and whatever else. Sin is sin. And we was all born with something. So you can't holler about, I was born like this. Yeah, I was born like this, a plum fool. But God. So I say, but God. Amen. Ain't you glad God saved you? Huh? Somebody ought to get around right on that one. Now you can roll on the floor on that one. Because I know that we've been through hell. Trying to live this life. You, you, ain't nobody got to tell me. I'm living the same life. I'm going through the same hell. And I found out that money and things can't take care of certain things in my life. Only God can. Amen. All right. We're going to get ready to close up. We're going to get ready to close up. Watch this. Romans 8, 35 through 39. Romans 8, 35 through 39. Over there. He said, who? <laughs> now we need to take, take good, good care of this one here. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Shall tribulation do it? I hope not. Shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or the sword? Some of us can't even miss a meal without falling out. At least along with all this other stuff. Those aren't just words. He said famine is in there. You out in the desert, a desert place in your life, and that thing pulling on you and pulling on you, if you ain't careful, you'll be separated from God. Because you'll be so caught up on that famine that you'll forget about God. See, you can get so caught up on your trouble that you forget to go to God. You'll go to everything else except God. What about the sword? Will that separate you? When they come and say, look, you're going to go to jail if you worship the Lord. 
mm-hmm. or we're going to do something to you. You think you're ready for that? Don't you dare. <laughs> no. Ain't ready for nothing. You'll bow down. If you can't buy no food, you can't buy your clothes, and you're looking at your little baby, and, you, and they won't let you buy no milk for the baby or no food, can you still trust God? Because that time's coming. See, this, this is just real here. This is real word here. This is the one that's going to challenge you and show you where you are or where you're not. You don't need no feel-good message up in here. Some of us fall apart and hope, oh, the sky is falling over the least little thing. Instead of just sitting down and saying, well, Lord, you go ahead and handle it. You know what I'm saying? And the devil, he just, he just plays on people. Because people's attention span ain't long. They don't try to harness it. They don't try, you know, they just let that old thing just have them everywhere. Like a lunatic. That's what they call a lunatic in the Bible. A lunatic is somebody that, like I told my son, if the children wasn't in there, I'd tell y'all really what I told him the other day, my oldest one. He's just a fool, but he's a, one of them fools. I said, boy, I don't even want to talk to you. Because the level you on is so stupid, until I can't even fathom it, it's too low. It's beyond my comprehension to go that low. No, you're going to have to come up here if you're going to talk to me. Otherwise, we ain't got nothing to say. Because you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to play no game with him, son or no son. You know? Well, I got me a gun. I got this. And I shot me some. Well, you're going to get shot back then. Especially out there in Atlanta. You're going to get shot. Just keep on. Just keep on. Now, I done told you. And I'm done with it. Bye. I'm going on about my business. Is anything going to separate us? Tribulation, sufferings, the sword, famine, COVID-19, then separated a bunch of them from the church. They were looking for a reason not to come anyway. But look what God does. Just look what God does. See, God got a way of bringing in. That's why I say wait on the Lord. See, you got to wait on the Lord. Because if you if 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 you want it too fast, what'll happen is is that you won't be able to handle the people correctly, because everybody coming through that door got special needs. See, we are special needs children. That's what we are, and we got to go to our Father for Him to take care of the needs that everybody have, which are their own individual needs. That's why we come here, right? Amen. We are special need children. That's why Jesus came to save our souls. That's why he came to shed his blood. Because we had a special need. And that need was to get saved and get up out of that hellhole that we done put our own self in. And it takes time. Now, what it does is Paul says that look here now. When I go to do right, he said, evil is there with me. See, that's that growth process. He said, every time I go to do right, evil is there with me, and I don't know how to do that which is good. That's what Paul said. 
That meant Paul wasn't as perfect as they preach. But Paul had problems just like everybody else. His problem was also what? Sin. And then he cries out. And he said, oh, what a wretched man I am. Who is, is it that's going to save me from this body of death? See, death looking for a body. Death always looking for the body. And sin, is the wages of sin is death. Amen? So, 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 so if Paul is going through it, then, hmm, don't you think we're going to go through it too? We're going through it too, right? So Paul says, now look, he said, now, with my inward mind, with my mind, I serve the inward man that's after the spirit. Uh-huh. I'm walking in the spirit. But at the same time, this thing over here, this law that's in my members, sin is tearing me up. And he said, every time I try to do this thing by the law, he said, the law, sin, taken occasion by the weakness of the law, it slew me. See, every time you try to live under the law, it's going to kill you. Every time. And every time you try to do what's right before God, something is going to take place. Amen? Amen? We're almost done. Take the baby back, get him some water, do something. Now look, verse 36. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed, not some of the day, but all the day long. Amen? And we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. See, that's basically where we are today in this world. In this nation especially. We are sheep that's designed for the slaughter. See, that's what government is doing now. That's what they're doing now. And see, sheep, I hate to say it, but sheep are so dumb, that's why they call them docile. Because they're dumb. They'll follow anything. All you got to do is tell them one thing that they want to hear. And they'll follow you. Them politicians and all them, they know that. So what they do is they play on the sector. And they say, okay, they ain't nothing but sheep. And we're going we, we to kill them. We're going to slaughter them. We're going to get them right where we want them to get. And we're going to head them right on in the pen. And when we get them in there and corral them, we're going to kill them. We're going to kill them with a vaccine. We're going to have them crazy. We're going to, have, we, 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 we're going to make them non-human again. So what we're going to do, we're going to let this thing just run rampant. We ain't even going to try to stop it. So when it gets so bad, what I can do is, or what they can do is, this is how they're thinking, I can shut everything down, and then I can call a mandatory vaccine because everybody got it. And in that vaccine, you don't know what's in there. And you'll be right there to take, oh, I need, I got that COVID. I don't care. I ain't taking no vaccine. 
vaccine I got is Jesus Christ, and I'm taking them vitamins that Brenda passed out. And I hope y'all taking them. I hope so. On daily basis, taking that regimen. I'm almost done. Verse 37 of Romans 8, verse 37 says, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, where you got here's where the challenge comes. Are you persuaded this morning? Are you persuaded that neither death, what about if they come cut your head off? Talk about cutting your head off and just not now. Are you persuaded enough? It's quiet in here. Quiet in here. See, 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 see. Y- y'all think this thing, them preachers have been preaching that feel good stuff to y'all. I'm going to preach the real deal to you. If they come up in here and get ready to spray us, with automatic rifles, and unless we denounce Christ, are you ready? Will death separate you? Are you that persuaded? Are you that persuaded? Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I say Christ Jesus our Lord. No other name, the Bible says. That's under the heavens, whereby a man not can be saved, but must be saved. Amen? So I don't care how they come at you. There's only one that can save you. Confucius, Buddha, Zen, none of them will save your soul. None of them. Because the Bible said, and Mohammed either. And your preacher can't save you either. Your preacher can't save you either. See, that's another misconception that'll mess you up. Mm -hmm. If me and Brenda dropped dead right today, God forbid, but hmm, would you still come? So God always got somebody to step in. But would you still come? Some would. But most wouldn't. Because you done got too attached to the preacher. But you ain't got attached enough yet to Jesus Christ. And I bid you today, and I'm done. That you bid and put your bidding on Jesus and not on being Brenda. Amen. 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 And understand this. That he that is greatest among you, let him be your servant. And he that is chief among you, let him be your minister. Amen. 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 Give God some praise.